Welcome to the Art of Preventing Stupid podcast. I'm Matthew Neal Davis, an author, lawyer, and owner of one of the fastest growing law firms in the country, built on the idea of helping businesses make smart decisions. I'm going to teach you in this podcast how to protect, improve, and grow your business by dealing with your problems before they happen, because prevention is direction. Vamos, amigos. Tools, tools, tools. Here we are at Johnson's Hardware, rummaging around in the toolbox for the business's vulnerabilities and what to do about them. Matthew Neal Davis here to help you with the deconstruction of this business. And you can learn more about how we do this over at artofpreventingstupid.com or at my firm's website, which is davisbusinesslaw.com. We're following along with chapter 15 of my book, The Art of Preventing Stupid, and I hope you've got a copy because there's a lot of tools in there for you to use to learn how to protect and improve your business, or as we also like to say, to eliminate vulnerabilities and maximize your opportunities. And wow, I've got tools on my brain already today. We're just wrapping up the renovation of a rent house, one down the street from my home. Mean old dad has the boys down there gathering up tools and cleaning up. And looking for a metaphor here, maybe we're going to help Stan Johnson wrap up his renovation, you know, if he cares to do so, which is a big question, and maybe he can sell or rent his place. That's all I got for a metaphor. So let's take a look at the production ineptitude at Johnson's Hardware. And by the way, again, all of this is based on facts sketched out in Chapter 15, or also in episode 26 of this podcast series, so you might want to get a start there. The great thing about production here is Johnson's is part of the true value chain, and I'm running on the presumption that true value takes care of identifying what inventory should be done, helps with some advertising, but of course we're concerned more with production right now. And by the way, retail shops like this kind of blow my mind when you think about all the little items. Here, literally nuts and bolts that they have to stock and keep up with. Particularly with a business's production, a franchise deal like this can make a huge difference in making it run right. One of our clients owns a whole batch of McDonald's and it's pretty amazing all the structure that corporate brings to a business like that. There's something to it and canned production methods can make a huge difference in how a business runs. At Johnson's, true value can bring that nationwide experience and sophistication to how Stan runs it. But for our example, Stan has fought their suggestions from both the true value representatives and also from his accountant about developing his internal policies and procedures. You know, he just kind of relies on his managers to run those other two shops he has. And each location kind of has its own identity and its own way of running. And that's a little bit of a problem in his business. It's not like McDonald's, which is pretty much the same from Maine to Moscow. And I know I've been to the Moscow McDonald's and you know they got a few weird things, but you can still get your quarter pounder, right? And that's how you want your business and your branches to be. All of this, of course, ties over to marketing, branding in particular, because you might as well be shopping at completely different stores 
when you're going between the Johnson's locations, except for the sort of true value connection. This causes customers a problem in knowing what to expect and undoubtedly hurts the business. And you know, if store number one's out of it, he should be able to go to number two, he being the customer, and get what they need. Unfortunately, that's not the case here at Johnson's, but it is tied together a little bit with the true value name and products. All in all, I know I'm looking at things critically, but Johnson's warrants a B for production ineptitude. They're doing pretty well. There's no looming threats on the horizon. The shops are just kind of trucking along and they're in good markets. Let's remember that. It's not like they're out in some sort of dying town. There could be some improvements, but nothing that deserves anything less than a B. The same sort of analysis holds true for ineptitude in the plant. On one hand, stands a man without a plan, and his shops reflect this. He realizes that it, he would benefit, his whole business would benefit, if he could update the other two locations. The original location has got that, you know, small town charm, but it doesn't translate into success for those more modern retail stores. And you know, how is he supposed to replicate that original store? There's really no way. The other stores don't have stands sitting around drinking coffee and the customer loyalty that generates. And the sales are slumping. You know, they're facing threats from Amazon, other online retailers, and then just the regular competitions out there. So it might be time for Stan to upgrade those stores. But like with production, things are okay. Not super, but okay. And this is really not that huge of an area to focus on. So let's just toss out a B here too. And I am less satisfied about that. I gave Stan a C here. Sure, he's got the basic metrics in place. He has a solid accountant. He gets his taxes paid. He gets his payroll taxes paid and all that. That $3 million nest egg though that he wanted to have by this time in his life, it's just not there. You know, he's got some money saved, but nowhere near the $3 million. You know, he knows he should pay closer attention to the numbers, but he's complacently focusing on the day-to-day -day pleasure of just helping his customers go find that right widget that they're looking for. And this lack of attention is a key source of his failure to achieve his financial goals. And it is ineptitude because he knows it. Again, ineptitude means you know what you're supposed to be doing and you're not doing it. And he's right in that spot. Stan's refusal to use his numbers to take advantage of the opportunities is just plain ineptitude in metrics. And here's the deal. Stan's just into the basics of his numbers. He doesn't dig in and it's really hurt him over the years. And as the competition both online and on the ground gets tougher and he continues to fail to figure out where he is vulnerable, this could really, really spell problems for Johnson's hardware. So I'm concerned about this. And what hurts here is that Stan knows he's doing it. He knows he doesn't like looking into the numbers. And gosh, I know it. A lot of business owners absolutely hate it. And a lot of them just don't have the skill set to do it. He knows he doesn't like looking into the numbers and a lot of business owners absolutely hate it. In fact, a lot of them just don't even have the skill set to know where to get started. So they need to go get a fractional CFO, somebody beyond an accountant that just loves getting into the numbers. Because if you want to really get ahead, you've got to have a handle on your numbers. They serve like your 
company's dashboard, just like your car's dashboard, and they make a huge difference in how you run your company. I have two great people, Jamie and Sarah, we're super blessed with them, that love digging into our numbers, and then I love it too, with a little help from them. And by the way, our business coach loves it, because he says he wishes all of his clients paid the attention we do. And it makes a huge difference in your confidence in decision-making and running your business and achieving your goals. Stan's not there. And it is a huge vulnerability to him because he's driving blind. So Stan, I'm pretty disappointed in you. Okay, maybe I should be more encouraging, but it's really kind of painful to watch neglect like this leave a business open to all sorts of problems. I'd love to see a lot more depth of analysis, what's going on down in those aisles and some KPIs for the team. Well, we're running out of time, so I'll be back next week to talk about ineptitude in marketing and sales at Johnson's Hardware. We may wrap up, we'll see. And then we're gonna get to the end of the book review, and I have a whole bunch of real life owners and managers lined up after that to talk about how they prevent stupid mistakes in their business. And hey, I bet we're going to get some lessons that they learned the hard way too. For now, I'm signing off and heading home to make sure the boys didn't burn the house down. Thanks for listening. Davis out. <laughs>